Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 South East Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. Uh, So today we're continuing in our Building Blocks teaching series with part four. Uh, Building Blocks is addressing uh, the foundational practices uh, that make up the Christian life, uh, living out the life that God has put within us. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, uh, my family and I, we got to go to the beach uh, there on the Outer Banks. Uh, I'm notoriously not a beach person, but hey, there's a lot of cool stuff there, so you make the best of it. Uh, well, one afternoon, the sun had come out, it, was, it, was, it had gotten warm, and uh, we decided to brave the icy waters of the Atlantic in October. And icy is a teeny bit of an exaggeration, because I think the water was like 72, but it felt like 32 when you first hit it, right? You took the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> when you hit the water. Yeah, it was one of those days. Uh, but we're swimming around, having a good time, uh, trying to get warm, catching a few waves on the boogie board. And I begin to remember one very important thing about swimming at the beach. And it's not to the Jaws theme. Uh, but one important thing to remember about swimming in the ocean is rip currents. Rip currents. You see, I, I began, I wasn't pl- it's been a long time since I've been in the ocean, but uh, playing around and, and goofing off, and I, I begin to notice that I am drifting down the beach away from where I started. You see, there's, there's a current pulling you in that water, and it's pulling you away from where you began. And it was one jump, one splash, one uh, wipe out in the waves at a time. Well, the currents were mild that day, uh, so all I had to do was stand back up and walk back to the beach. But I don't have to tell you that those currents can be deadly at times. It's estimated that 80,000 rip current-related rescues happen in the U.S. along the coasts every year. These currents will literally pull you away or pull you off your safe standing. And so when we talk about building blocks... When we uh, toss that term around, when we flesh out that idea, we're, we're addressing foundational practices of the Christian life meant to keep us anchored in our walk, in our life with Christ Jesus. You see, because our world has currents of its own, and those currents are always pulling, seeking, pushing you away from your center in Christ likeness. And so these practices are aimed at keeping us safe from drifting away, from drifting away from Christ-likeness. Some of those currents in our world, you you could name several for sure, but some of those currents, um, they often run unnoticed underneath uh, the flow of our everyday life, if you will. Uh, But if we don't take action, if we don't stand up, we will be moved. We will begin to drift See, those currents of the world, some of those 
that we see and in effect now especially are currents towards individualism, towards isolation. And those currents are dangerous. You see, there's always been some pull, uh, some current towards uh, pulling us apart, towards uh, getting us isolated. And uh, with the advent of social media and and how that has changed our lives, and even on the heels of the pandemic, uh, those forces, those currents have been magnified in our world. Things like isolation, loneliness, depression, anxiety, those things are on the rise at historic rates because of this pull into isolation. And friends, if the enemy can get you isolated, he has a lot better chance. He has a lot better chance. You see, here's the truth for us today. We were made for community. We were made for life together. Introvert, extrovert, we kind of joked around about that. It doesn't really matter. We were both, we were all created for life together. And if we don't take intentional steps, if we don't prioritize community, we will find ourselves drifting, drifting away from the body, drifting into isolation also going to find ourselves at risk of drifting away from the heart of God. You see, the Lord, as you look to the Scriptures, uh, he, He had no vision for believers in isolation. He had no vision for believers and isolation. He, he called for us. He prayed that we would be in community, and at the same time, we would be impacting the community at which we live. So we are a community together called to impact our community. We are a community called to impact the community. Uh, Our teaching text today is found in John chapter 17, and I would invite you to turn there. Uh, It'll be on the screen as well as the event in version. Uh, John 17, if you were to walk this storyline up in the life of Jesus, this is just hours away from the cross. Uh, that is on the horizon. And, and John 17 is Jesus pouring out his heart to the Father in prayer. And we, we have this beautiful text showing us, we get to listen in, if you will, what was on his mind in those moments. Uh, if you would dive into the beginning of chapter 17, uh, verses 6 through 19, uh, Jesus is praying for his disciples that have been with him, who are right there with him, maybe even in the garden. So Pete, Jim, and John, and the whole gang, uh, he's praying for them, specifically praying for their strength, their unity and community, and yes, their mission. And as you turn in the text to verse 20, uh, Jesus turns from that group of disciples that is beside him and been with him to a different group. And that's where we're going to begin today at verse 20. Jesus praying, he says, my prayer is not for them alone. It's not just for Pete, Jim, and John and the whole gang. He said, I pray also, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who's Jesus praying for? He's praying for you. He's praying for me. You see, Jesus in these moments, he's praying for generations that have come before us. He's praying for us today, and he's praying for every generation that will come to faith in him until his return. 
He is praying for us. I mean, think about it today. Uh, We're reading from the letter of the book of John. We have heard about the story of Jesus through their testimony. He's praying for us. Hours before the cross. What's on his mind? Is Jesus, is he going to pray, oh, in these moments, Father, I pray that they read the Bible more. Man, I'm sure Jesus would agree with that idea. But that's not it. In these moments, what was he thinking about for generations of followers? Lord, I pray that they pray in every and all circumstance. Again, I, I think Jesus would say, yeah, yes, amen. But that wasn't the focus. His answer might surprise you. Let's keep going. I want to reread 20, and we'll hit verse 21. It says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Verse 21, that all of them, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. What's Jesus' prayer for you and for me today? That we would be one united together just as he and the Father are one. Think about the power of that statement. Of all the things on Jesus' mind, community, unity throughout the generations. Community. That's what's on his heart. He's asking the Father to move in the ministry of the Spirit. Move mightily, Father. Express your power and influence on our lives that through generations they might be united together reflecting our connection, Father. So so we can't go through the Scriptures, we can't go through the Christian life and see or think that community and togetherness is optional. It's the very heart of God. For his people, that they would be one. And as the church, we, we don't experience this reality. We're, we're not called to everything that, um, we're, we're not called, we don't have that experience because we all agree on everything, because we're all the same. The unity that Jesus is praying for here, that he wants generations to experience, is a spiritual reality. It's birth from the life within us. And so today, uh, it's not about, uh, well, do, do you want to be in community? Do you think we can work this thing out? Like, can we cook better meals together? Yes, but okay. What's the essence? The essence about community is that we are community in Christ. It's a spiritual reality. So it's not, do you want to be a part? It's, will you obey? and live into the reality of community, togetherness, unity. You see, I I think Jesus understood the, the weight, the impact that, yes, community would have on us, but also our witness to the world. That's where he goes next. Listen, listen to his prayer. So this idea that they might be one, Jesus continues, may they also be in us, so that, purpose clause, don't miss that. Why? He's answering the why. 
so the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me so that they might be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. You see, just a few verses before this, when Jesus is praying for Pete, Jim, and John and the whole gang, uh, he's praying that they would not be taken out of the world. And I think that's significant because I I can be honest enough to say that, man, in that moment, I'd probably be saying, Lord, get me out of here. The Romans are here. Like, everything is happening. It seems like it's going down. Lord, get me out. It's a very human response. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 don't take them out of the world. He prays and commissions them to go into the world, to be united on mission together. And when he turns to pray for future generations, when he turns to pray for us, he prays that we would be together and we would be on a mission to bring hope to our world. So so think about that today. How we do life together, how we are together as the church, when the world looks in, should see the love of Jesus. Wow. Think about that. I mean, yeah, they're going to see some really good potluck dinners, and I am for them. <laughs> Woohoo! And they're going to see some awesome events and talented folks, but what was on the heart of the fathers that when the world sees the community, the church, that they would see the love and the unity of the Father and the Son and the church. We as a community have a holy calling together in unity. Because Jesus' vision of community was not just for us. How beautiful it is to be a part of the body of Christ. It was not just for us. It was to be a mission statement to our world. So we are a community called to reach our community. We are on mission together. Uh, If you were with us last week or you've been connected to our church, and if you're just visiting with us today, hang hang with us. It's an exciting day in the life of our church. Uh, If you have been around a little bit, we've been talking about uh, today is Vision Sunday. Today's Vision Sunday, and really, it's an expression of of the call of God for the community to impact the community at which we live. That's the essence of Vision Sunday. And so we're sharing today in all of our services across all of our campuses, we're sharing uh, this vision that we believe God has given us to impact another community for the cause of Christ. Uh, We have a mission statement together. Uh, That mission statement says, uh, we are transformed by God to bring hope. We're a community called to impact our community. We are transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. This mission statement, uh, it, it impacts, it shapes everything we do together. Every decision we make, every planning session we enter, uh, this is on our hearts and our minds, and and friends, it's this mission, it was the essence of this call, this impacting others, that really, in, back in 
way back in 2019, the land before time and COVID, way back then, it was this mission that propelled the vision for our campus here today. Your worship and, and getting to have fellowship and community here began there as an outpouring of that mission. And friends, that uh, began in, in a small seed environment through Pastor Terry and her life group and many friends. Some of you here today were in some of those very early movements of God here in Elkton. Pastor Terry had been leading a life group here for years, and uh, this group was growing. They were serving. They were taking that call seriously to impact their community. And that took shape through car shows and kids' programs and spaghetti dinners and Christmas caroling. This group was impacting their community for Christ. And in that story, uh, God continued to move and to grow and to bless. And, and we began to sense as a church that, that God was calling us to take a step of faith, to plant a, a campus, a mission outpost here in Elkton to be a community impacting the community right here in Elkton. And so through so much prayer and planning, uh, we cast a vision uh, on a vision night uh, back uh, pre-COVID. And I'll, I'll never forget this because we had vision night. We called all of our campuses together that night and we we spoke this vision publicly to the church. And just a few weeks later, the world shut down because of COVID. And I'll never forget that because what happened, it seemed like the world would never be the same again, and maybe that's true or not, but God's faithfulness in that season was not quarantined. He was not distraught about a pandemic. And his faithfulness continued to pour out. And in that season, people, uh, a part of the community, began to sense and hear the call of the Lord on their life to be a part. And they served and they gave. And that they gave of time and energy and resources to see this vision take shape. I have a picture of one of our early events. This was June of 2020. I think uh, outdoor events were even limited to 50 people at this point. Uh, but this was a connect event. We were trying to see what God was doing, who God was calling uh, to be a part of this move. And we had uh, Zoom events. We had social distance events in the parks. You name it, we tried it. We met uh, at Blue Elk Coffee a couple of times. We were seeing what God was doing one step of faith at a time. And th there are people with you in the room this morning. There was people in first service that were sensing God's call in their life. And they said, yes. And they're here today because they took a step of obedience and faith and said, I'm willing to leave my church home, my preferred campus of 20 years even, to be a part of what God's doing in Elkton. They wanted to be a part of community impacting community. And so God provided miraculously in that season uh, through finances, through people serving. And in February of 2021, um, I'll never forget it. We had made it all the way through uh, in planning and prepping, and we had uh, soft openings ready for our launch in February. And we had two massive snowstorms in Virginia. That just doesn't happen back-to-back -back weeks, but it did that year. And so we should have, where I should have had uh, pictures of like soft launch Sundays. You've got pictures of me with a snow shovel and Eliza. We were playing in the snow, man. It was white out. But God was still faithful. And we got to open uh, February of 2021. We had our first 
service here in this campus, in this location, and so many of you were here that day on the leading edge, but you begin to see that we are a community on mission for Christ. It's part of who we are in Christ. And if you begin to follow that story, you see this was not the first iteration, this was not the first move of that community impacting others. If you went back in our story, you would find lots of key moments where people said yes to the call and the move of God. Uh, You've heard that we're one church in multiple locations. Well, our location at 1871 Boyers Road, the corner of Boyers and Port, right down from the hospital, uh, to, to see that reality God began to stir the hearts of a small group of believers that met on Roosevelt Street in Harrisonburg. Old town, just off 42. That's where that began. And people sensed that God was calling them to do and take a step and do a new thing. And so they took the bold faith step to sell their church building without another one to move into. They took that step of faith and they moved into Stone Spring Elementary School. For two years, they set up and tear down and set up and tear down and set up and tear down all their stuff. But you see, they had a vision to reach the community. And in 1999, God had provided uh, for a way that we could buy that property and begin construction of the Harrisonburg campus. Now you look back at the fruit of that yes, the fruit of that obedience. You, You see ministries like Kids Harbor. Kids Harbor's another step of faith, another act of community, reaching community where five days a week, infant through four-year-olds get ministered to, cared for, shown the love of Jesus through Kids Harbor, community impacting community. And as you would look at that property, see up on the hill, hope distributed. That began when believers, when members of the community felt like there was a need for food, for clothing, they began to just stockpile some stuff in a little side room. Well, that's grown now to its own campus, its own facility, and now there is hope being distributed from that property through Hope Distributed weekly through food and clothing and furniture. Community called to reach and impact our community. Man, there, were, there was a season in our story as the church together where, uh, as in 2005, God was calling us uh, to reach a, a different group, a different demographic within our community, those who spoke Spanish as their native language. We, we sensed that there was a void there that we were not witnessing to our brothers and sisters because of a language barrier. And so we sensed that God was calling us to take a step of faith. And in that movement, in that moment, Pastor Sam Montanez and his family moved and said yes to making an impact. And Esperanza Viva was born, our Spanish-speaking campus that meets in Harrisonburg. And so the Lord uh, was moving and calling us into a multicultural environment. And that began as just a a meeting of a few faithful believers in a back room again at the church. But now, uh, just a couple weeks ago at Esperanza Viva, they had 400 people, 400 people gather at an event they call Dia de la Raza. And you can tell my Spanish is really bad. Uh, But this is a special event of 400 people flooded our campus at Harrisonburg. And that day, 30 people made a commitment to Christ. You see, God is faithful. He provides when you take that step of faith. And friends, we believe that that's the essence, that's the spirit of what God had in mind for his people in John 17, that we would be together making a difference in the world 
empowered by his spirit, sharing the good news of Jesus. And so, friends, it's, it's that spirit, it's that faithfulness of God that today we are so excited and trusting to announce for the first time publicly that, that we're beginning the journey of planting a new Spanish-speaking campus in Waynesboro, right down the 340 corridor. We sense that God is calling us to move again and reach a new group of people with the gospel and the hope of Jesus. We believe that planting campuses is, is one way to accomplish this vision. One way to accomplish this mission. And, and look, we, we get to be a part of that. We're the fruit of that here in the relationships and the beautiful community that we have. And Esperanza Viva has experienced that too. And so we have said, yes, Lord, we'll take this step of faith to be a community impacting the community. And Jesus prayed in John 17, he says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them. Friends, we are sent people. We are sent people. So I, if, if you know me or if you're just getting to know me, uh, I'm a person who likes to process things through asking questions, sometimes a lot of them. Forgive me, it's not personal, it's just how I roll. So when something like this comes down, when I begin to process a new move of God, a walk of faith, a step of faith, I begin to process with questions. And I think some of you maybe process that similarly too. So I have a couple of questions that I needed to answer for me and that I think maybe uh, might be helpful for you as we begin to process this and embrace this vision together. And, and a really good question, a beginning point is, man, that's really cool. I love the East Campus. I'm excited about all the things that are happening. But, but man, what, what does that have to do with me? That's a great, honest question. What does that have to do with me? Well, even if you've never attended one of our other campuses, if you've never been to Harrisonburg or never been to Esperanza Viva, uh, you are a part of, here today, you are a part of something much bigger. We are one church in multiple locations, so even if you've never been there, you're a part. It's community together. And so, and that's a beautiful truth, a beautiful reality that we get to live into as a multi-campus church. You are a part of something more. And so this campus plant in Waynesboro is something we're committing to do together. This is a all-campus, all-hands-on-deck move of community to impact a new community for the gospel to see hope happen. And so we are hoping, we're anticipating uh, the fulfilled mission where we see God move and bringing hope and bringing transformation as only he can do. So what's that got to do with you? You're in it. This is a part of us. You're a part of us. We are committing to do this together. Another great question is, why Waynesboro? Why Waynesboro. Well, just as God was on the move in Elkton before anything like a campus was in solid perspective and solid view, uh, God is already on the move in Waynesboro, even as we speak. Uh, just looking at, at some, some facts, some geographical data, there's really not a Spanish-speaking congregation there with a holiness message in that community. Uh, as far as the Church of the Nazarene goes, uh, there is an English-speaking Church of the Nazarene in Waynesboro, and we've been in conversation with them. They're excited and anticipating what's happening. But uh, as far as Spanish-speaking congregations, uh, I have a map that just kind of shows the 81 corridor. Uh, you have to go north to Woodstock, and then you go south to Roanoke in that area for another 
Spanish-speaking campus. So even geographically, just the location, uh, there is a need, there's a void. And we've done a lot of research, and there's a a Spanish-speaking population that is around and concentrated in Waynesboro. So there's just a lot of strategic points there that make Waynesboro a great location. Uh, But beyond just data points and mileage figures, uh, God has been moving through the life group, through a community planted there for years now. Uh, They have been growing faithful leaders in that community, and they're a part of Esperanza Viva now. But just like the group began here, that group is taking shape and root and impacting their community in Waynesboro. That group over the last year, they've prepared meals and taken them to the fire department and the police department, uh, getting to pray for them and to bless them, to uh, hear their needs and bless them as they gave. They held an outreach event here just a couple weeks ago at a shopping center uh, where they just welcomed and served and engaged people, and they heard their needs. They were listening to the stories of those they met, and they've already made plans for a Thanksgiving dinner. They're going to rent a facility and serve dinner, a Thanksgiving meal, because they sense there's a lot of single people in that community. And so what, why Waynesboro? God is on the move. He is giving his people vision and a, a hunger and a desire to reach others with that message. And there's another really exciting piece uh, about why Waynesboro and, and why now. And we believe that planning a campus, we've experienced that it, it takes leadership. God's got to call leaders. And the beautiful thing is that he has called leaders for Waynesboro. Uh, I would like to introduce you that they, again, they can't be in two places at once today, but Walter and Maritza Cruz. Uh, they are, if you have ever met Pastor Chris, who serves at our Harrisonburg campus, this is Pastor Chris's mom and dad. Uh, Walter and Maritza ha- have said yes to the call of God to be the lead uh, family, the lead of this Waynesboro campus. And we have sensed that and seen God move because it, they've been a part of the church of the Nazarene since 2011. So they've got a long history and they have a previous uh, experience planting campuses It's like God was training them for this or something. Uh, You see, because they felt released in 2022. They were in Fredericksburg, and they felt God released them from their church and didn't know why. (laughs) Waynesboro. But it took that step of faith. So God, God led them to Harrisonburg, and they began to pray and serve and volunteer, and, and God began to transform their heart and give them a passion for the Waynesboro community. And we feel so blessed and honored that God has entrusted us with this faithful and godly couple, leaders in Walter and Maritza, and they, they sense uh, the calling to be community, impacting the community. And so, friends, all of these pieces, all of this move of God happening, uh, we believe in faith that one year from today, even less than a, a year from now, we believe that campus in Waynesboro could be alive and hosting worship services just like we are here. Where there are now three, and we're praying and believing that there will be four. There will be four. So we begin this journey today. We begin casting a vision, inviting uh, people to prayer, building a launch team, coordinating more events, and we've set a goal of October 6th, 2024. It'll be an opening date for this campus work in Waynesboro. We believe, again, that this is an expression of mission to reach others. So how how can I be a part? How can you be a part? 
I don't want to assume or I, and I don't want to tell you how to feel today. Uh, there is space to, to process, to listen, to lean in, to ask questions. So I don't want to assume how you feel today, and I, I recognize I've had the advantage of, of thinking about this and praying about this uh, for a few months now, and that's helped me because I recognize well and remember kind of the, the, the wide-eyed and deep-breath feeling I had when we were planning East Rock, and I've got some of those feelings about Waynesboro. But I also have a feeling of anticipation because of what all I've got to see God do here. So how can I be a part? Uh, again, this, this is not something we're going to do individually. It's something we're doing together. This is an us thing. So don't feel like you're getting singled out today. This is an us move of God. But I would invite you to begin to lean in, listen to what God is doing. Uh, three ways, three easy steps, first steps to be involved, to get a part of what God is doing right here in our community. First, I would invite you to pray. Uh, to take up the mantle of praying for this work. Um, pray for the people that will be touched, families that will get to hear uh, about Jesus, families that will get to experience the safety of a safe space for their kids to hear God's word, for their teens to grow together. Pray for the leaders that have said yes, that are taking steps of faith. Pray about the details of locations and dates and all of those things. There's a little bit, there's 40-ish days to Advent. And so I'm inviting you to pray for the next 40 days. Uh, I know me well enough to know I need a reminder for that. And so I would invite you to program in an alarm, a calendar date, however that is for you. If you're a paper person, write that down on the next 40 days, Waynesboro. Uh, this is how my weird brain works, but the zip code for Waynesboro uh, is 22980. And so I'm really thinking that my alarm's going to be for 229, the first three digits of the zip code. You make it work for you, but I'm inviting you to pray. Pray for the move of God. Second, uh, I invite you to give, to be a financial partner in this work. Uh, we've uh, worked uh, taking our experience here and preparing a new budget. We have a launch budget of $210,000 for this work. Uh, we believe that that will provide a facility, the staffing, all of the gear, and the first year's operating expenses. Our goal in this vision is to set that campus up for the entire first year for it to be funded the day they open the doors to give them freedom to follow the move of the Spirit in Waynesboro and beyond, and then to gain and to be self-sufficient year two. And so that vision is in place, and that's a big number, but it's not too big for God. Because every time I think about that and have my own mental uh, wanderings about that, I remember that this campus budget was funded in the middle of a pandemic without the first offering plate ever being passed. Because God did it. He was on the move, and his people responded in faithfulness and made it possible. And so I'm asking you to prayerfully consider financially partnering to see this mission happen. You can do that online. You can do it in the boxes. Anything you mark Waynesboro, just Waynesboro on any giving app, any giving method, and that will go directly to that fund. And finally, there's an opportunity to go. There's an opportunity to go. God calls ordinary people to step out in faith. 
And I don't want to assume today, we shouldn't assume that just because this is an English-speaking campus that there won't be someone here called to go and be a part of that work. And friends, if that's you, we celebrate with you because that's an act of obedience. That's an act of faithfulness. And so maybe today you will feel, and in the next year, you'll feel God calling you to be a part. I mean, there will be projects when we figure out the space. There might be painting and cleaning and carpentry or what have you. There's ways to engage. Maybe it's outreach events where we're trying to bless the children and reach the community. Maybe you'll want to be a part of that in going. And Maybe you want to make that your campus, your church home. That's okay. We're with you. And we celebrate that, but I would encourage you to pray and respond in obedience. We're going to share over the next year, uh, back up, there are cards available in the back on the table that just, uh, I'm a visual person, I need that reminder. So there is a card that says Waynesboro, and it's just uh, pray, give, go. And so I'd invite you to take one of those cards as you begin praying in this season. And over the next coming weeks in this season, uh, you're going to hear a lot more about this about what's happening in the community and what God is doing. Uh, if you want to learn more, you want to know more, you can go to our website, cotnaz.org slash Waynesboro. Uh, if you have specific questions, uh, I'm going to just, I'll hang out up front here this, after service a little bit. If you want to engage and ask questions, please come uh, and know, hey, I, I'm with you. I'm a questions person. Uh, so please don't hesitate to come and engage uh, after the service. Uh, I want to uh, conclude with some exciting news Um, I shared how God is already moving through leadership and through community events and through growing connections. Uh, God has already provided pretty miraculously in the area of finances. Uh, So right now today, Vision Sunday, the launching, the beginning of this whole thing, $21,000 has already been given towards our goal of $210,000. $21,000 has already been given. And in addition to that, In preparation and anticipation of this, we've received a matching grant, if you will, to where every dollar up to $25,000 given between now and the end of the year will be matched. So if you you say, oh, I can give us a dollar today, hey, that means two was given. That's good math. That's multiplication. And so we're excited that up to $25,000 will be matched. So that means you begin to merge that together. By the end of the year, we could have $70,000 together towards our mission in Waynesboro. And it's just, again, reminding me of the miraculous ways that God has provided in the past and trusting that he will do it again. We are a community called to impact the community And God is faithful to provide. Uh, I want to share one more story with you, and I'm going to invite Pastor Terry up here. Uh, She got the spoiler alert in first service, but I didn't tell her I was doing this in first service. Um, Because she's in this story. So, like I said, I've gotten to think about this new campus plan about Waynesboro, about what that means for us organizationally, about what that means for us as a campus. I mean, hey, we're not three years old yet. Um, So I've been processing that, and There's, yes, questions, yes, concerns, but all of that is blended with an excitement. And if I'm honest, some of those feelings that I've been processing with Waynesboro, it's really a familiar feeling. It's a familiar feeling because it reminds me how I felt in the early days talking about East Rock. And I actually have an early days picture (laughs) of East Rock. Um, This picture for me along with Pastor Terry. I don't know what emotions you were feeling that day, but for me, this picture is capturing 
a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknown, and a lot of how in the world are we going to do this? That picture was sent. So Pastor Adrian took it. This was, this was, if it wasn't the first, it was one of the first meetings that we had before all of it was taken shape, before we exactly knew how it was all going to go, we were beginning to come together and take steps of faith. And this is one of the first pictures. And Pastor Adrian, uh, he put that on like the staff group me, our staff messaging system for the church. And Pastor Roger, uh, dear friend, texted me back directly and said, you look like a deer in the headlights in that picture. <laughs> and I said, brother, that's because I am. <laughs> You see, Pastor Terry, she was full tilt. She'd been in on this thing. She was so excited. She was wondering what took us so long to catch up, you know. But I'm like going, oh, my, what are we getting ready to do? <laughs> that was that picture. But you know what? As I look back, you see, we, we began to just take steps. We didn't, have, we didn't have all the answers. We didn't have this crystallized vision. We just had a calling and a sense that we needed to go. We just needed to figure it out. And so from that moment and that yay for Jesus on one half and the deer in the headlights on the other, we just started taking steps, started taking steps, building a team. Who's the core team? What are we going to do? What does launch process look like? How are we going to fund this thing? Where are we going to have it? You just start working your way into it, taking one step and one step. And God was so faithful. And we're here. And as I, as I think about Waynesboro, and I, I, that's why I'm excited. It's because I've gotten to experience the beauty and the power of community that says yes to impacting another community. It's changed my life. It's changed our family's life. You see, because now as I look back to that moment and all of that uncertainty, now I get to look through the lens of baptisms over here in the river. The only time I ever got wet in this river over here, by the way, was wading to go fishing. Now we get to wade in in the waters of baptism and celebrate what God is doing, God's faithfulness. I get to look back across and think baby dedications and new life and families. And yeah, I, I remember times crying together at the loss of loved ones. But God is faithful. Get to celebrate. I would have never met so many of you if it hadn't been for this. I am excited about Waynesboro because my life is different because of this campus. It's different because of you. And it's different because God's faithfulness. So why Waynesboro? My answer is yes, because I've gotten to experience that power and that beauty. And I believe God's going to do it again in more and miraculous ways. And people will get to experience it just like I have. That's why Waynesboro. Let's pray together. Great is your faithfulness, God. Lord, I thank you today. I'm, you know I'm an awkward introvert, but I still thank you for community today, God. Because I need people around me to do life with. Yes, to cook good appetizers and share funny stories. But Lord, I need people to pray together and dive into God's word and wrestle with questions together. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you had a vision for community for generations. This isn't new. <laughs> you had a vision of community of life together. 
And so, God, I pray that if we're missing that today, that you would call us, that you would move us to not rest until we find that, to experience that reality. And, Lord, uh, I thank you, too, that community is not just for us four and no more, but you had a mission in mind for your community to go. And so, Lord, today as we're taking a step of faith, uh, Lord, you're already way ahead of us, but you are, you're calling us, you're inviting us on this journey together to be a community impacting the community of Waynesboro. And so, Lord, I pray that you would stir my heart, that you would stir our hearts together. Lord, we're a new campus. We've got lots of questions on our own, but, Lord, we believe in the power and the move of your Spirit, and so we're going to say yes to what you're doing just down the road. Lord, I pray for Walter and Maritza and their team. God, I pray that you would meet their needs. Lord, I pray for miraculous provision. Lord, I pray that they would jot those moments down so that in a couple years as they're casting vision for the next thing you call us to do, they can look back and remember your faithfulness. Lord, we love you today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.